So I've been intermittent fasting and I've been off sugar for quite a while. Like it's a lifestyle thing as well as a health thing. I'm trying to lose weight, right? So when I was in Pakistan, whenever I used to say stuff like, hey, I'm intermittent fasting. No, I'm off sugar. Thank you so much. I'm just trying to lose some weight and I'll just point towards my stomach. Everyone would be like, no, no, it's okay. You're not that fat. Come on. I don't think you need to lose weight. You know, all those lies. But in Holland, yesterday at work, when I was telling my colleagues about this, when they asked me, why aren't you having lunch with us right now? Or why aren't you having this sugar with us right now? I said, oh, no, I'm off sugar. I'm trying to do intermittent fasting, trying to lose some weight. And I pointed towards my stomach and they were like, yeah, actually, you should be doing that. You know? Hello guys and welcome to the Desi Dutch. This is your host Andre and today we're going to be talking about Dutch culture and the famous Dutch directness. As I was telling in my story, my colleagues at uh, work here really did not like let anything go and did not let a chance go by in which they insulted me for my like fat, you can say a little bit chubby body. Not chubby, it's genuinely really fat. <laughs> so uh, in Pakistan, as I said, people are really in this terms very considerate. They go like, you know, hey, it's okay. You're not that fat. Come on, you're not that fat. You don't need to lose that much weight. You feel a little bit good about yourselves. But Dutch are really famous for just saying what it is without sugarcoating it or anything because they believe it just cuts the drama, which I agree to a certain extent. I understand what they mean by that. So it was really funny when uh, my colleague was like, yeah, you need to lose a little bit of weight. So it's good what you're doing. It just kind of thrashed me inside, you know, it was like, Mother, you could have said it in a very different way. You could have said, hey, you don't need to lose weight or hey, it's working well. I can see the difference, you know, there's so many different ways of telling a person, hey, you know what, you, it's good that you're trying to lose weight and I, I think it's working and I think you should instead of going like, yeah, you're right, you need to lose weight. <laughs> that was my first ever interaction with uh, Dutch directness and it just, you know, was you could say traumatizing till an extent but it was a good learning experience because that is what you can say living in the in a foreign country and trying to adapt to the culture is all about you need to understand how things work and thanks to my colleagues i really got through to understanding about how they function in a work setting as well as in a personal setting because rakasan i know i might be generalizing here because i'm only talking from my own experience but in Pakistan, diplomacy plays a very big role in whatever you're doing. The way you talk, your tone, and it's all in your hands and how you control the flow of the conversation, right? So in my personal, like personally, I would never, I can never be that direct. So I would always try to snide on the little side or leave some Easter eggs in the conversation about, hey, this is what I felt. And it would be a game between two people to try to understand what it means. And this would lead to a lot of miscommunication as well. So... I understand why they prefer going straight because it's much easier. If you get hurt, you can at least tell you're hurt and you can move on from there instead of trying to decode a freaking conversation. But hey, I love that diplomacy all apart. So I'm biased here, but I understand why this Dutch directness exists. Another big, really big thing about the Dutch culture, you must have heard it, everyone knows about it. It's the bicycle. <laughs> the bicycle is like something dear to their hearts and there's a fun fact which everyone knows is that there are more bicycles in Amsterdam than there are people living in Amsterdam 
So just imagine how many people love their bikes and how many bikes get stolen a day. So they really enjoy this healthy activity of going to work, coming back from work. And due to this, they're one of those few countries who are trying to like keep it as carbon neutral as possible and uh, trying to, you know, give tax breaks to their employees who travel to work on a bike and also coming up with new technology that you have you can travel up from really far away with a bike like i am i was talking to this colleague of mine and he travels 15 to 20 kilometers on a bike every day to work and i said 15 to 20 that must take hours and he goes like no it only takes 20 to 30 minutes i said how's that freaking possible he said well i have an electric bike and it's literally i live in the nearby city out of nearby village of amsterdam so it's an open road. Uh, Netherlands has been really uh, amazing in the sense that they have created bike roads which connect cities, not just in the roads, like in the cities, but also which connects the cities as well. So it's a really big biking network. Although everybody talks about Amsterdam being, yay, this is Amsterdam, more bikes and people, Amsterdam is the place, and etc., etc. The best city to have a bike in apparently is Utrecht which is one of the cutest cities I've ever seen here after Maastricht. It's a very Dutch city, so I really like going there. You can see the good culture of it. And uh, Utrecht apparently has the biggest bicycle parking in the whole of Netherlands. It has the biggest road structure, infrastructure in, within a city. And uh, they have just maintained it so well. And it's apparently a biker's paradise, is what they say. I own a bike myself, and uh, I travel to work every day to Amsterdam from Eindhoven so I really cannot bike so I just bike towards the train station and then from there I take a train and uh, it's really I really like how healthy it is and how much of an alternative it has to a car although I'm used to cars back in Pakistan we had cars and we would not even go to the store down the road without a car just five minutes away so it was a really big of a change for me to move from a car automatic air-conditioned chilling to a bike you're sweating your ass off and although right now it's pretty warm so you're safe when it gets cold oh my god the breeze just just kills you like i got sick so many times because it was cold weather and i showered my hair was wet and you know the rest it's just uh it's it's inappropriate for me at the moment so i'm just trying to learn how to make it better and uh so the 100 types of bicycles, as I was saying about that colleague of mine, he uses an electric bicycle, apparently, right? An electric bicycle with a built-in battery apparently gives him so much speed that he can travel at 20 to 30, 40 kilometers an hour on an open road and so fast for a bike. But it's electric and in the sense that it is still has pedals, but basically every time you pedal, the side, the the battery gives you a boost. So you're pedaling at a normal speed like a normal bike, but apparently you're going three times or four times as fast. So it's pretty exciting. I haven't tried an electric bike yet, so I don't know how it is, but I'll keep you guys posted if I ever drive an electric bike or ride an electric bike. <laughs> Another thing that I really wanted to discuss today about Dutch culture generally was their birthday celebrations. I don't know from wherever you guys are listening but back in pakistan you get pampered if it's your birthday right i i hope i'm right because that's how it was with us like the birthday boy or the birthday girl didn't pay for food they got their free cake they got their presents all the presents went away when you get you got older it was just treats and cakes 
but at least it was something, right? Here, you have to bring your own cake on your birthday. <laughs> and I don't know why, it just feels so sad that you have to bring your own cake on your birthday. Like now I'm working in a company which has a lot of European offices. So there was a colleague in Germany who had his birthday and he sent his cake to us at the Amsterdam office because he said, hey, you guys enjoy my birthday cake. And I'm like, he sent it to apparently every office. So I don't know if it's a, it's a, it's a European thing or it's just a Dutch thing, but I know for a fact that Dutch people do do it. And when I told them about Pakistani culture, they were all like, hey, we want that culture because it's so annoying to get your own cake. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why you guys celebrate this kind of a thing. You know, birthday boys and birthday girls should be pampered because it's their day. Just chill karo and everything. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's so difficult like to understand this difference in, I don't know what you want to call it. Another thing about birthdays that they had is they have apparently, I haven't seen it yet, but a calendar in their bathroom and a calendar in the bathroom in which you mark your day, your birthday on the calendar so they remember. So it's pretty weird. It's something interesting because this way you remember your birth friends and people you know's birthdays instead of, you know, hoping that Facebook knows them and they didn't hide their birthday from their Facebook. So that's how I remember most of the birthdays. So these were like really good birthday celebration and birthday cultures that they have. And it's completely like, it's just blowing me away. I don't know how different this is. And this is the beautiful part about just, you know, exploring new things and understanding new things. These cultural things are so interesting to look at and how they function and why they function. And uh, another thing I'll let you know is about their sweets. There's one thing called drop. And by God, if you're not Dutch, maybe if you're not European, you would want to kill yourself, I think. I am assuming because it's so bad for me at least. But Dutch people love it. They love it so much. They eat it every single time whenever they are. And I had a bad experience because my friends did give me this once. And it looked like if you're from Pakistan, you would know it looks like Coca-Cola candy. Remember those Coca-Cola candies? Not the ones, the hard Coca-Cola and Fantas, but those chili mili type Coca-Cola candies, which were black Coca-Cola bottle and you just eat it and you chew it and you know it's so tasty it's so sweet it's the same thing the drop it's the same chewy licorice type uh material but when you eat it it's so sour it's so bitter it's so bitter that you want to throw it outside but apparently they like say it gives a good regulation of your t taste buds and etc etc you know look excuses banate their food is not really that famous for being that good i assume because i've heard a lot of bad things about it in the sense that a lot of expats complain, but it's sad that they complain because it's a cultural thing. You know, everyone has their own cultural things. But to be honest, if you put peanut butter on your chicken or on your rice, like peanut sauce, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> it's like a thing here. You, It's called satay sauce. It's so famous. Everyone loves it. Everyone eats it all the time. I tried it by itself. It's very amazing. But if you put it on chicken or if you put it on rice, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. So... Dutch food has not really been um, of my palate, I'll say. Like, it doesn't suit me. Uh, some things I love about their food culture is the amount of the, the lunch culture that they have. In their lunch culture, they have just a lot of dips and a lot of breads and a lot of salamis. And you can just make up your own sandwiches. You can make up your own things. There's this amazing thing called hakaslag, which is basically chocolate chips. Chocolate chips. And uh, they just put it on everything that they can. They usually, every time after lunch, they'll have one piece of bread with some butter and then put some 
uh, these hagel slag on top of them, the chocolate chips. And then that'll be their dessert after their lunch. And that's so tasty. I'm with them on this one. But some things you don't like, some things you like. It's pretty common. Like back in Pakistan, like not everybody loves, for example, I, I'm biased. So I can't really think of anything which is, which Pakistanis, like which we won't like. But one thing I don't like personally is bengan, like uh, eggplant. And there's a lot of mixed sabzi recipes in, in Pakistan. And obviously there's a lot of dal which I'm not really a big fan of. So I can understand if someone comes to me and be like, hey, dal is not that good. Or hey, bengan is not that good. Eggplant. And I'm like, yeah, you are right though. You know, I do love it. Maybe not me, just any general Pakistani. But I understand why you won't love it. So these cultural exchanges always give you more exposure in the fact that how people eat their food and what they eat. Apparently Dutch people only eat one warm, warm meal a day. One warm meal a day which is shocking to a guy from Pakistan because we even warm up our snacks. If I want to eat something late night, I'll make something warm up like noodles or like hot dogs or like burgers or like anything. Uh, some shawarma wrap, I'll heat it up and everything. Whatever I eat, it has to be warm. I have never experienced eating cold stuff. As far as I know, not many Pakistanis have experienced any cold stuff. While here, your breakfast and your lunch has to be cold. It can be warmed up if you want it to be warmed up, but a lot of people eat it cold. And warm, basically by warm, I mean fresh, is only made in the night. While in Pakistan, obviously, thanks to our mothers and our like family members, whoever supports us in this, in the morning, you get fresh food. You get egg fry, under fry, you get uh, some parathas, some flatbreads, you get some butter, some malai, some cream, you know? And that's a good breakfast we have. And in lunch, like I was at work, so every day you will get a f open buffet, fresh. You will have some dal, you will have some karai, you will have some some other thing, you have biryani, but it's all going to be warm all the time. So all of this was really confusing to me uh, when I moved here. But obviously one of the big parts, as I said so many times, is about adjusting to the culture and adjusting to understand why they do what they do. And then you don't need to obviously, you don't need to obviously absorb it. You need to learn from it. And there are so many good things about this culture, such as being straightforward or such as bicycling, right? These kind of things are something that you should be adopting into your culture. And that's how I think you can create a better society where you take the good of everything and you try to mix it together. I, I would always keep satay sauce, the peanut sauce a little bit outside the good culture because I'm just really biased against it. But other than that, it's like you have a lot of things to you can learn from Dutch people. And there's so much depth into Dutch culture. This is me just giving you like an intro uh, into this because if you look at it to be honest uh, there's a book called Dutch Culture for Dummies or something which I was gifted by a friend it has like 60 topics about Dutch things like you have tulips which they love you have the word lekker you have the word gezellig and there are so many things that you can talk about in uh, in this uh, episode but obviously we're trying to just give you a taste of what there is and if you like it and if you want more of it then obviously you can just research it yourself about Dutch culture but uh, one thing for sure, it's an amazing place and uh, it's a lot to learn from. So I really hope you like this show. Please uh, like me or follow me on Instagram so that you can I can keep you posted on the new episodes or anything I find interesting here. Recently, I've gone to some trips abroad and I really want to share those experiences with you as well. It was a camping trip, so it was so much fun. But uh, I'll keep you posted on those kind of episodes. If you like my page or subscribe, I don't know what it is in Instagram. 
it's called at I am Desi Dutch. And uh, other than that, if you just need to give me any feedback or any criticism that you have for me, if I can make the show better, please, again, the same Instagram page, send me a message. Tell me how I can do this better because I'm just trying to learn. And it's been a good experience sharing all of this with you. And thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time.